Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for this new day. We thank you that we are alive, that we are breathing, that we are healthy, that our heart beats, every organ in our body functions in the way that you designed it to function. And we forbid any kind of malfunction, Father. Anything that is not part of your plan, we condemn it in the name and the authority of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with this opportunity to speak with you, to be with you. At the start of this day, to give our hearts to you and to give off our time, the first fruits of this day that you have blessed us with. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice. Rejoice not just in the day that you have given us, Father, but that you go with us throughout this day. And the peace and the joy that you pour into our hearts, that is what gives us the strength to move on to persevere on, to hold on to our faith, that everything that we have spoken into this day must come to pass. That is what we believe. And in our personal prayer or place of prayer, I ask each of you, as we go through this prayer this morning, to speak into your day. Speak what you want. Do not speak what you don't want. And every baggage that we have carried forward from yesterday, you speak against it. You speak through the word. And bring the glory of God into it. That Romans 8.28 works in that situation as well. Father, we want to share that same peace and that same joy that you pour into our hearts now. With everyone that is part of this prayer meeting. That is part of this praying family called by your name. With all those that are beneficiaries of prayers, requests that have been made on this prayer group. With all those that have no one to pray for them. We share it with all those that are Christians and have not yet encountered you, do not know you personally. And with all those that do not want to know you and have turned away from you. And yet your heart bleeds for them, yet they are the children of your inheritance. Quicken them, Father. And let their hearts be turned to you. Let every whale before their eyes be torn apart, every mountain before them cut down. That your glory be revealed. Let the truth set them free. Let every, every lie of the enemy be exposed, Father. And so as we make our prayer this morning, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator. The one who is the lifter of men. The Elohim Adonai, the Lord of Lords. The one who makes the parched land into a pool of water. How much more my life then? The one who blots out our transgressions and remembers our sins no more. He is our father. The one who is ever willing to forgive. Whose mercies are renewed for us every morning. The God who honors faith. The ancient of days. And we pray in the name of his son Jesus. 
the one who came and brought us our redemption, the God of our salvation, the Lion of Judah, the rock on which we build our house of faith, his church, his body, our Christian experience, the one who has enriched us in all utterance and knowledge, so that through that word, by an understanding of his principles, we can step into abundance. He is the rider on the white horse who leads us in the day of battle, our daily bread. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the one from whom we derive that new life, the born again experience, the one who changes times and seasons, that all the old must pass away and everything can be made new in an instant. The one through whom we walk under an open heaven so that every prayer that we make and he intercedes for and with us reaches through that open heaven to the Father. It is he who brings the revelation, the answer, the miracle that must be manifested from the Father. He is the executor of the will of the Father, the scepter of the King of Kings. The one who has made his tabernacle within us. The same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead and now through that tabernacle within us raises our mortal body to life in the spirit. We thank you, Father, that you reveal your truth to us. We thank you that you have given us of your presence freely, without reservations, without judging us. You come to us before we can come to you. The minute we take one step like the prodigal son, you take a hundred. We thank you, Father, that your love for us is unchangeable. That no matter how much we fall, you still look upon us as your sons and daughters. We thank you, Lord, that you counted us worthy to sacrifice Jesus for our sake. We thank you, Father, that you did not spare your son. You sent your spirit as well. You sent your angels. You put every resource available in heaven to support us that we might not fail in this life, in this battle against evil. Open our eyes, Father, to see that truth, to respond to it, and to turn to you and be renewed and transformed. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with destiny. Help us. You have blessed us with family and with friends. People that you have placed in our lives strategically to demonstrate your love for us and to bring about your favor in our lives. To teach us, to educate us, to govern our lives as well, to support us. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. You are able to make every grace abound towards us. The minute we open our mouth, you said, ask and you shall receive. And whatever we seek, we find knock. And when we knock with full faith, that door must be opened. We thank you, Father, that you have provided food on our table, in the physical and in the spirit through your word. You feed us with that spiritual manna, our daily bread. We thank you, Lord, that there is nothing we shall want when we make you our shepherd out of our will. 
You always were. It is just that we never recognized you. We refuse to acknowledge you. And we ask forgiveness for that shortcoming, Father, for that limitation in our understanding. But now when our eyes are opened, you are our shepherd, you are our God, you are our king. But more importantly and more closely, you are our father. And we thank you, Father, that you are here with us. And as we get into today's reflection, I'd just like to start with John 1 verse 12, touching on that same relationship, which says, to all who believed Jesus and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. We receive that right. Children have rights over the inheritance from their father. But before rights come duties. And that's what our reflection today is about. First being a servant and then being a son. And why is that important? And Jesus demonstrated this as well. Because it was the way God planned it. And the same is true for every believer. I'd like to read Galatians 4 verse 1 to 7 and then we reflect on that. The servanthood from there and how we are meant to grow. And I'll read the, I'll quote the amplified version. So Galatians chapter 4, verse 1 to 7. Now what I mean, this is the writer speaking. Now what I mean when I talk about children and their guardians. So this is already now building upon the verse John 1, verse 12. So he's already, it's already a given that we are children. What I mean when I talk about children and their guardians is this. As long as the heir is a child, he does not differ at all from a slave, even though he is the future owner and master of all the estate. But he is under the authority of guardians and household administrators or managers until the date set by his father when he is of legal age. And that date becomes important in our spiritual life as well. Verse 3, so also we, whether Jews or Gentiles, when we were children that is spiritually immature, we were kept like slaves under the elementary or man-made religious or philosophical teachings of the world. But when in God's plan, the proper time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the regulations of the law, so that he might redeem and liberate those who were under the law, that we who believe might be adopted as sons, as God's children with all rights, as fully grown members of a family. And because you really are his sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father, Therefore, you are no longer a slave or a bond servant, but a son. And if a son, then also an heir through the gracious act of God through Jesus. Praise God. Do we see that when a child is born into a household, he is too young to be trusted with the family inheritance? So he is under tutors and governors who instruct and educate him and look after him. 
He has to abide by the laws that they impose on him. And in that capacity, he is much like a servant. Because he cannot rule. He is under the rule of those who are training him. However, at some point in time, he is grown and trained enough to be able to inherit the family assets and to manage them. Suddenly, he is no longer under those who trained him. In fact, if you look at it closely, they are now under his rule. And he certainly would not subject himself to the rules that he followed when he was a little child. But through all that training, tutoring and education that he has received, he is now able to build wisdom, to manage the family estate wisely. What did Jesus do? He remained under the authority of his parents. Even as he stepped into ministry, he subjected himself to process by being baptized by John. Although John said, I should be baptized by you, and he said, suffer it to be so. He insisted on not breaking or bypassing process. He obeyed every command of God, even unto death. That is what Philippians 2 verse 8 says. And that is why God raised him up. And Romans 15 verse 8 says, he became a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth. So that the promises made to the patriarchs might be confirmed. So he didn't directly assume sonship, even though he came from the father. He didn't try to command his way with all authority. And that is why, because he fulfilled his part as a servant, in obedience, God exalted his name. And he is willing to exalt us as well, if we follow the same. The same applies to us too. That's what it really means. This passage teaches us that when we are born again in the spirit, we are too naive, unaware of scripture and God's ways, the principles that he has provided in his word, the wisdom that comes out of it. We are unaware of all of that. So we are too naive to be trusted with the power that he wants to vest in us. Power without an understanding of how to use it is always dangerous. There is a high probability we will misuse it. And many of us still do when we act out of pride and ego. So he schools us under prophets, under pastors, under teachers. Till we are educated enough in the word and are able to wield the power that he wants to put upon us and use it with understanding. Now herein is the mystery. Is in Psalm 89 verse 20. Where God says, I have found David my servant. With oil have I anointed him. If you look closely, he did not anoint David. He did not anoint David. He anointed the servant he found in David. So if we are to carry his anointing, we must first become servants. Surrendered and submitted to him so that he can school us and mold us into the vessel that can then be used to carry his glory 
like Jesus and Jesus demonstrated it by example. This is what he was really trying to teach us. Now, why is this so important? Because many of us want to be glory carriers as soon as we are born again. But we do not want to do the hard yards. We do not want to pay the price. The anointing always comes at a price. We do not want to pay the price or we simply do not know what it takes. Our ignorance. He has indicated here that we will have to learn. We will have to go through process. We will have to be tested in fire. And here I am reminded of the potter making a pot on his wheel. And the entire process that that pot goes through before it can actually become a vessel that can be used. So we will then be tested in the fire before we are given that authority and the power that God's heir, his sons, his daughters, we should possess in the kingdom. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that as we reflect on this passage that you have shown us, help us understand what is it that we are required to do in order to fulfill our works. That our salvation has not completed our journey, but it has only started. For we have now exited the ways of the world, but we have only entered your kingdom. We are still to discover that kingdom and life in the kingdom. We are still to learn how to walk in your ways. And then every battle that comes up, we are able to stand in the power that you have vested in us. Resist the enemy until they flee. We are able to speak out and command in your authority. But before we are carrying that authority, help us build that sense of responsibility in the spirit which comes through the wisdom, through the understanding of your ways. And more importantly, through that close relationship with you in the secret place. We ask for that edification, Lord, in our spirit this day. And as we pray for spiritual growth, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs. For all the requests that have been mentioned on this prayer group. And every prayer of every Christian. We pray also for our own families and friends. We pray especially for all those that are battling sickness and disease. Those that are battling the COVID disease this day or any other life-threatening circumstances. We pray for all those that are cornered in legal issues, those that are falsely accused. We pray in a special way for all families that are embattled, that are facing the prospect of divorce, of separation, of breakdown of that family. Those that are challenged where family values have been eroded. Those that are challenged by misunderstandings as well. That although they live under the same roof, yet there is a division in their hearts. We cover each of these families, Lord, as well as every family that is part of this praying family. Every family part of this prayer group. 
by your precious blood, Jesus. We declare that as our hedge of protection, as the bloodline that renews and restores our life. We plead your blood, Jesus, so that you now take over advocating our case with the Father, with the just judge. We invite you into each of these homes. For when the most high enters in, the most low has to leave. They cannot coexist under the same roof. And we ask you to change the times and the seasons in each of these homes, Father. A season of division, hatred, separation, abuse to be replaced with that of love, peace and joy. And as we pray over every member of each of the families in our prayer group, we pray, we put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with the will that you have for each of these lives, Lord, the plan that you have made for them. We pray that your plans be fulfilled in each of our lives. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about us and protect us and keep us safe from harm, sin, from danger, accidents, injury, pilfering, from theft, hijacking, terrorism, and from every natural disasters. I command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives that are limited and yoked to the ground and are unable to rise up for whatever mistakes we have made in our life, Lord. We have given these strongholds authority over parts of our lives. But today we come against it in the name of Jesus. We renounce every such stronghold, including addictions, including any other kinds of limitations, depression, anxiety. And under the authority of the name of Jesus, Lord, for all those that reject these spirits, we declare in your name, let those chains be broken this day. We declare freedom through the spirit of liberty. We declare renewal and transformation to the anointing of the Father. Let your yoke-breaking anointing touch these lives this day, Lord. And who the Son sets free is free indeed. We pray also for our own families, for our friends, especially those that have not yet received your gift of salvation. We stand in that gap, Lord, and on our priesthood. Just like Jesus said, we say, of those whom thou hast given me, I will lose none. We pray also for our own personal needs, those of our families. In a special way for all those that are going through financial challenges, all those that are going through challenges in their jobs, in their businesses, those that are seeking new jobs, Father. That every obstruction that stops them from stepping into their destiny that you have planned for them, we condemn it in the name of Jesus. We declare the Lord rebuke you. Every shut door, we declare it be opened by the power of prophecy in the name of the King of Kings. That the children of the Father be connected with their destiny. 
Let every bronze gate be cut down, every iron door be torn down, every iron bar cut in sunder, that the sons of the inheritance walk through on flat ground, the path that has been flattened and straightened through the presence, through the grace of the Father. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And when we stand on the platform of our priesthood and we raise our prayer under an open heaven, making it a prayer of agreement with each other and the Holy Spirit, we thank you that you have always heard us. And as we release our faith, that prayer must be an answered prayer. We will not accept anything short of that miracle that must come to pass. We hold on in our faith and we persevere till then. I encourage all those that can pray in tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift of tongues to release your tongue and your faith and ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the Spirit, our prayer of agreement. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sarah, <laughs> <laughs> 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, Jesus. The scripture being given today is from Romans 4, 16 and 17. That is why it depends on faith in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his descendants, not only to the adherents of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham. For he is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. He has put on my heart to repeat the verse that we started with today. John 1 verse 12. And I'll quote the Amplified Version where it is written, But to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the right, the authority, the privilege to become children of God. That is to those who believe in, who adhere to, who trust in and rely on his name, he gave the right, the authority, the privilege. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from Isaiah 41, verse 10, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
Before we conclude, just a reminder about Friday's Bible study session as well. The topic is what authority has God given us? Today's topic was lightly touching on that as well. But there's a lot more that will be covered on Friday. It'll, it will be a two-part series this Friday and the coming Friday. It'll be an eye-opener on what authority we have as against what we have believed so far. Have we been limited to, have we been limited in some ways or have we been lied to about what we really carry within us? That is what we shall see on this Friday. The, we have shared a flyer on, and I shall share it again this morning, on our Telegram group, which contains the program and the start times for various time zones. It also has links to join the session on Zoom and on YouTube. Please share that with your family and friends and invite as many as you can to come. They can click directly on the Zoom, on the word Zoom or on the word YouTube in that flyer to join on the day. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, out of that blessing, let us in turn take our testimony and carry his gospel and be a blessing to everyone around us boldly going out in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. Have a good day. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, everyone.